You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. It's an amazing thing when our world gets turned upside down and everyone has those days and those weeks and those months and those years. Everyone. You say, I've gone through the great, great trial. Well, there's more coming. For man that's born of woman, his days are few and full of troubles as sparks fly upward, Job tells us. They just keep coming all the time. Say, well, how depressing. Oh, no, because we could turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. None else can, uh, no, no one else knows all about our struggles. He will guide till the day is done. You have to turn to God. We ought to, today, as we look at 22, say, in 2022, come what may, how I get scattered, I am going to turn my eyes upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not err. The word err, of course, we get the word error, E-R-R-O-R, or in the Bible, ereth, one time, or erred, or here, just err. We get that word err. It's a simple word. It means don't get deceived. Don't be led astray. Some in this room are going to be led astray. Uh, A a father writes to his son in the book of Proverbs. He said, now son, you avoid this loud, boisterous woman. You avoid the woman that is uh, dressed like a harlot. You avoid her, son. You avoid, he said, not only women, but you avoid wealth. Because Rich's son makes himself, like his wings, they fly away. Uh, son, you avoid wine, for wine's a mocker, strong drink is raging. Uh, son, you, you avoid the wrong crowd. My son, walk not down the way of them. Avoid them. Do, don't go with those people. God gives us uh, 31 chapters where a father writes a son. Guess what happened? The son became a rebel. He rejected his father's teaching. I promise you this, you go ahead and reject a loving, godly mother and father, you will have a miserable life. I know you know more than your parents, but you're not a parent yet. Parenting was so easy before we had kids. Oh, I preached some amazing messages on how to raise kids. God bless you. Here's what the word of God, and I knew it. But then life came in, and we have three remarkable kids, all serving God. One of two of our pastors, and two, one is a Christian school principal. Oh, we love our kids. We love our grandkids. I'll tell you what, I didn't have a hard time with Tim because boys are easy, but those girls, you know how girls are. That would have been a good place to say amen. And, you know, whether it was a girl or a boy, they all are different. And they all have needs. And as a dad, I wanted to be aware of those things. And I know many times I undoubtedly failed at that. But but I want you to know that as a dad gave him instruction and this boy rejected his dad's teaching. Do not err. One word today for 2022. Don't, Don't err. Err, the word err. Don't get led astray. 
Don't, don't, don't wander off. Don't quit. I was pondering this week, and again, early, early this morning, I got up and went to the office at the house, and I sat down and turned the lights on and spent time with our Lord, and I got thinking about through my life. I grew up 15 minutes from here, born in Milwaukee, but we lived my entire life over here. I got thinking about our church, and our church was such an incredible church. I had the most wonderful pastor, Pastor Ken Smith, and his wife, Mary, just the most wonderful people there with the Lord. And you know, I watch people in our church get mad at the pastor. I watch sometimes business meetings, and thank God we've never had it this way, business meetings where they get upset with one another. And I thought, what in the world is going on? And I watch people drift away from God and quit on church, and, quit, and, and then you see them, and they always criticize the church. I thought, what is that about? I went in the ministry really over 50 years ago, working for my father-in-law. And uh, as we began to serve the Lord there, I watched people, and, and we had five great uh, fundamental independent Baptist churches in that town of about 145, 150,000. And you know what they did? They played revolving church. They'd stay in this church. Oh, I've never heard preaching like that. Love the pray. Oh, this is the greatest church. And then down the road they went. I, can re I don't remember the name, but I can remember a couple of families went to all five and then came back. I'm thinking, you know, what, what's the deal? People sometimes, they stay at I remember Brother Bobby Robertson, Walkertown, North Carolina. He stayed 57 years, this, excuse me, he stayed 61 years, the same church, preaching there. And, and he had, just like so many other guys that stayed a long time, uh, someone would leave the church disgruntled after 40 years, 45 years, 50 years. Why does it take so long to realize the pastor's a bum? No, the pastor's not a bum. Why does it take so long? Because we err in the faith. I want to talk to you about that word today because I don't want to err. I want you to pray for me. These are the most important days of our life, my wife and I. I don't want to err from the faith. I want to draw my last breath one day. Faithful unto death, Revelation 2.10. And I'll give thee the crown of life. Just stand with God. I want to keep a song in my heart. I want to keep a, a smile on my face. I want to keep a spring in my step. I want to keep tracks on me and passing out gospel tracks to people and talking to people. I want to be a happy camp. I want to still love children. And I love Sunday night sitting down on these steps after church and just talking to those kids. And oh, what's so big to them. My dog is not feeling well. Uh, I had a sliver. And sometimes they're not that big, but it's big to them. I lost a tooth. Oh, these kids that speak with lisp, I love it all the time. I had one the other day telling me about the tooth, the tooth they lost. And I said, now, you know, you lost two? Two. I said, so is it teeth and then teeth? Is that what it is, a plural, an S on the end of teeth? No, I don't think it is. Oh, kids are the best. I love being with these teenagers. I watch these boys play basketball Friday night in the gym and passing that ball just like I taught them. <laughs> I remember working with Michael Jordan so many times. I'm just, he, he wasn't a good ball player until he came to my training camps. But, uh, oh, that, that's not true. I, I, just watching you boys and then watching those cheerleaders. Oh, my goodness gracious. I can't even look when they do those splits. It just, ah, 
ah, it, it kills me. How in the world? And, and when they do those jumps and whatnot, hey, I want to tell you something. I love life. I love being married. I know my wife really loves it. Would someone poke her right now? Just wake her up, okay? <laughs> we love marriage. We love church. I love hearing that choir. I'm saved, and I know that I am. I, I love church. I love elementary chapel, high school chapel, college chapel. I love teaching around here. I love Sunday school. I love the radio. I love it all. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful life. But I don't want to be on some sideline when it's all over. I want you to see with me and go to chapter 5 in the book of James. James 5. And in James chapter 5, verse 19. Brethren, he's writing to Christians. If any of you do err from the truth. This word is truth. Jesus is truth. And these were those that in 1 Timothy 6, 21, they erred from the faith. It's a wonderful thing to pastor people a long time. We have so many success stories of young people and adults and people that have lived for God for all these years. I think of deacons that have been with me. I think I have 33 or 4 or 5 deacons and those men, I've watched them, and some been here 25, many 30, 35, 40, and 40 plus years. They've been here, they've been faithful, they've been on bus routes, they've been in Sunday school classes, they're tithers, they're deacons, they're servants of God. All the many members that have stayed through the years, 20 years and 30 years and 40 years and beyond, and nearly 50 years now. God bless you, and new ones that come in. But here's the thing, every bus route, 29 of them, every bus route, in 46 years have had a change. I think Brother Paul Skirty is here today. He's been so sick and he's back in church. He and Margie and I'm glad wherever you are. Brother Paul was the captain of Route 1 and he did not quit the route. Instead, we moved him 40 some years ago into teaching a children's church and he's been out there all those many years. But you know, we have had bus captains. I think of this man that died at age 39. He's with the Lord. And I think of this man that, was, uh, that died uh, two weeks after his wife gave birth to a baby and he passed away and he's not on that route. But oh, I think of so many. I think of so many that were in here and love the thing. I think of this couple right now. You would not know who I'm talking about. It's been decades ago. You would not have any idea who it is. You don't know. But I th think of this couple, they were lost and several family members got saved and brothers and sisters and adults and grandma, the whole crowd, they got in this thing. Many of them are with the Lord right now. They passed away. But all this, we pray for this guy to get saved. And his wife got saved, but he wouldn't get saved. Then he got saved. And his wife began to say, be, be, be involved in that bus ministry. Be a bus worker. And from a bus worker, he, he said, I, I'd like to be a bus captain. And she pushed it. Yes, let him be a bus captain. Let him serve the Lord. That was going great. People were coming. People were getting saved. But here's what happened. One day she said to him, I don't want you on the bus. I don't like the bus. I want you home. And I watched that marriage not only fall apart, 
They haven't seen one another undoubtedly in years. It split up. Well, I watched them walk away from the faith. They had erred from the faith. They walked away from the faith. I think of one man who got saved and did so well in a life of crime and sin and wickedness. And God saved him and changed him. And they're, they're, they're no longer married. But I'll tell you that they walked away from God. And guess what? It is a domino effect. And then many times their kids have such a hatred toward God. And they blame the church when in reality, we erred from the faith. We wandered from the faith. We went astray from the faith. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of 1 Timothy. In 1 Timothy today, chapter 6, the Bible says in verse number 20, chapter 6, verse 20, O Timothy, keep thou which thou hast committed to thy trust. You protect what's been given to you. It's been entrusted to you. Avoid profane and vain babblings. What's babblings? A person that picks up information on others and then spreads it. I got some information on you and I want to spread that information on you. I don't want to hang around someone that wants to spread information about someone else. You know what it always is? Always is. That's a strong word. It's covering their own sin. When you find fault with other people and you magnify other people, there's something in your life that you are hiding. Do not err. And he says, vain babblings and oppositions of science so falsely called, which some professing have erred from the faith. Keep your hand right there. Stay right there. Don't leave it, please. And so one way I can err is just to get away from the truth, get away from the faith, get away from the things of God, get away from reading my Bible, get away from prayer, get away from confession of sin, get away from being in the house of God. Find fault with it all. You know, there's another way. You're there in 1 Timothy, back up in chapter 6, verse 10. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Money's not the evil, the love of it is. Which while some have coveted after, they've lusted for money. They have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. That's why God's word says, they that will, verse number nine, they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare. Life is not all about money and amassing for ourselves. You've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. You're not taking it with you. We lay up for ourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt nor thieves break through and steal and destroy. That's where we lay it up. In a secure place, heaven. But people err from the faith. We say, you know, I... I think of an illustration. I got saved. My whole life got changed, someone said. And God gave me a good job, a great job. We remember praying for that job. And they said, I'm going to have to miss Sunday for one year. I can't go to church. Yep. And it's going to be that one year that's going to put our lives in a financial 
situation we need to be. I can't go to church anymore for a year. Family's not together. Money caused them to err from the faith. You have no idea who I'm talking about. By the way, I don't even remember the name of the people. I could tell you story after story after story after all these decades. And if you would know who I'm talking about, I would not tell the story. But you cannot err from the faith. And what causes us to err from the faith is money. What causes us to err from the faith is a rejection of the things of God, truth. Notice in the Word of God today, as we will, James is talking about erring from the faith. I want to remind you today, you don't have to turn there for the sake of time, Hebrews 3.10. That not only do we err when we walk away from the faith, and we err when we walk toward money, but when our heart gets cold. The book of Hebrews chapter 3, verse 10, I was grieved with that generation for they do always err in their heart and have not known my ways. When we become judgmental of the word of God and God's ways, and I don't agree with that, and I don't like that, and I'm not going to do that, and we begin to put God on the witness stand and defy a holy God, I promise you this, you're going to err from the faith. You and I have to guard what our eyes and what our ears hear. We're going to have to guard social media. We're on social media right now, and I'm grateful for it. Literally, we have every country in the world watching right now. And we have some closed curtain countries getting in there. It's a miracle how it's happening. I would, I would guesstimate today over 100 countries are going to watch. I'm thankful for it. Our radio goes around the world. Then the, all the local stations we have in states and different places. But I'm going to tell you something. Other than something like that, I think most social media, most, and I don't know how to do it, brings more damage than help. Now, you would know more about that. Perhaps I'm wrong. But I know that God's Word says that these people erred from the faith because their heart got cold. What's the priority of our Christian walk Matthew 22, Jesus, they said, what's the most important? He goes, well, the most important commandment, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind. This is a great commandment. The second is like unto the first, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. May I say today that when our heart gets cold, when our heart begins to analyze everything, I've heard this message before. Well, you haven't, but I've heard stuff like this. I've heard that choir before. I've heard this before. I, I know, money, 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 all that stuff. And when it begins cold and indifferent towards you, it's because our heart got cold. Valentine's Day, February 14th, is not the only time of the year we love our family and love people. We love our wife or love our husband. Valentine's Day should be every day. I wish I could have been a better example on this. I've tried so diligently to do this, but I know I've failed so often. But I've tried to live by, if she has a wish, that's my command. I've failed at it terribly. I know I have. But I want to live for my mate. The days that God gives us, I want, I want to dedicate those days to her. I want to live for my Lord. He's done so much for me. 
I went to a summer camp in 1960. I'll never forget. I have the little book to this day. And they taught, us that, taught that course, after all he's done for me, after all he's done for me, how can I do less than give him my best and live for him completely after all he's done for me? Don't err from the faith. Don't err over money. Don't err over a cold heart. Don't err through false teaching. The Bible says this, my people err in their head, Psalm 95. Their mind is messed up. That's why God says, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. My Bible says in Proverbs 19, my son, cease from the instructions that causes thee to err from the words of knowledge. Don't let wrong theology. We have theology coming into our churches all over America. That where if, 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 if you get saved, it's only because you're the elect and predestined because the rest of you are predestined to go to hell. That's not Bible. For he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to... And, and that philosophy is invading our churches. Let's not go soul in there because you don't know if you're going to win someone to Christ that they were predestined to get saved. And yet God tells us that we should be going house to house and every creature. The last thing he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, not to some, but to every creature. D.L. Moody said it this way, God voted for me, the devil voted against me, I cast the deciding ballot. He's not willing that people die and go to hell. He didn't create people say, okay, you get to go to hell, you get to go to heaven, you're hell, you're hell, you go to hell, oh, you get to go to heaven. Oh, he's not willing for anybody. He, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish. I'm so grateful that we can have good theology. Let me close. Don't err. Isaiah 28, 7, they did err through strong drink. That's invading our churches, Brother Bertram. Wine is okay to drink nowadays in our churches. Prove it, prove it to me. God says you did err through strong drink. God says wine is a mocker. Strong drink is a raging. And whosoever is deceived thereby is not wine. God says don't look on it. God says don't, 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 don't give it to your neighbor. Now, you can figure out all your great theology. By the way, have you figured out then to read your Bible and pray and confess your sins every day? Have you figured out to go help people every day? Have you figured out to win the lost to Jesus Christ and get the gospel? Have you figured out to serve God? Well, no, I'm just deep in the Word. No, not if you're not serving God, you're not. You're shallow. And you theological, theologians, preachers that are listening, that are trying to convince your people that some are doomed to die and go to hell, and, and it's all okay for us to drink liquor, and we can do this, and it's okay to live like the world. And yet God says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Why don't we just get back to God? So I invite you to come when you're mind with me to January. 2023. If our Lord chooses not to come back again, 
and chooses to tarry in his coming. And things will wax worse and worse, the Bible says. Where will you be next January 2023? Friends can cause us to err from the faith. There's so many other scriptures we can look at, but there were five thoughts today. You be careful. That sweet, sweet old man. I say that with great respect. I never call my dad an old man. He was 93. And that sweet, sweet mother, 91. I have that video I've told you of my wife singing with my dad in his hospital bed where he lived. In the sweet by and by. I'm glad I had a dad that still has song in his heart. I know of a dear friend right now that's struggling with his life, with health and a disease that he has in good days, bad days. Mind connects, it doesn't. But you know what connects all the time? You know what connects all the time? He may be watching right now. The scripture connects all the time. You know what else connects all the time? Prayer. We're about the same age, he and I. You know what still connects? Preaching. He loves it. He's at home right now and he's probably saying amen. Because it's in his heart. That's who he is. He's not a fraud. And though it goes through hard times with his life. He's not erring from the faith. He's finishing strong. I love you folks more than you'll ever know. But I ache when people err from the faith. It troubles my heart. It troubles me that it wakes me up most every night. It troubles to get to these pages of people I pray for that are backslidden. It just troubles me. It bothers me. It hurts me. I'm not mad at anybody. And I look at this name and I think, why, Lord? This person knows better. Don't err from the faith. Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Our Father, speak to hearts, please. I believe you have in this service today. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, you say, Pastor, I'm a Christian but I see some potential in my life to err from the faith. It may be the world, it may be this, it may be a friend, it may be money, I don't know what it is. But I want God to see my hand and I want you to see my hand. I want you to pray for me. I don't want to err from the faith. Hands are going up everywhere. Would you slip them up? Please pray for me. Please pray for me. You may put them down. Teenager and college students, college young people, young adults. The devil's going to fight against you. They'll tell you what a bunch of nonsense this is. But you know when you walk away from the faith and then you destroy your life, you'll spend the rest of your life thinking, I wish I hadn't done that. And we all have things in our life that we wish we would not have. Live for God. If you're here without Christ today, don't say no to Jesus. He loves you. Jesus died on the cross for your sin. 
By placing your faith and trust in Christ, you can be born again. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.